Hello and welcome to another edition of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I am your host, Richard Haynes of Manhattan Pacific Realty here in the South Bay area of greater Los Angeles where we cover Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, Redondo Beach, and the Palos Verdes Peninsula. Home news, housing prices, data, market happenings, you know it, it happens here. I hope you enjoyed last week's podcast with our first ever guest, Case Dolan, our resident industrial real estate expert with CBRE. We're going to do some more guests. In fact, we have another guest coming on next week, which we're excited about, which you'll hear more when it posts, and I'll talk on later in the podcast. But today, we've got one of our special episodes where we're focusing on one topic, and what's that? The Housing Affordability Index. It's probably my favorite thing to report to you guys on now as we get more and more unaffordable here in California and how this number is such a huge predictor of where prices go whenever it gets too high or too low. So again, we're going to dedicate another show to it because, well, we've got the third quarter Housing Affordability Index number that came out last week from the California Association of Realtors. So let me break down what we're going to talk about today. Topic number one, first and foremost, I'm going to share with you the latest third quarter data along with what the Housing Affordability Index means for the market if you're a first-time listener. Topic number two, I'm going to talk about earnings reports from Lowe's and Home Depot and what that tells us about housing affordability along with what some of those professional stock analysts are saying and reacting and how it relates to affordability here in California and the South Bay. And then finally, I'm going to bring it all together on topic number three with my thoughts, things that I'm seeing here in the South Bay anecdotally and talking to a couple other professionals who have some interesting numbers to share on top of it. So great show on a market update for you. Huge, huge affordability number. Let's get it started. Third quarter results for the Housing Affordability Index. Now, before we get into it, if you're a first-time listener or you miss the Housing Affordability Index or you don't read my weekly blog on ManhattanPacificRealty.com slash blog, let's Talk about how you understand the Housing Affordability Index number. So every quarter, the California Association of Realtors comes out with an affordability number. What and how do they calculate this? They take median prices in the state of California, and they assume that you have 20% down, and then they calculate your PITI, your principal interest taxes and insurance, based on interest rates today, and then they look at the curve of income earners here in the state, and they figure out how many people can afford the median-priced home in the state. That's the number. And why I love following this number is, is because generally speaking, the more people that can afford houses, the more gas we have in the tank to drive houses higher, or if we're in a decline, when buyers may start stepping in and buying. And then when the number is too low, it shows how we may be running out of buyers to stop fueling a decline or maybe predicting numbers coming down to give you some historical 
analysis with this. Well, actually, before we get to historical analysis, here's how the number works. If you get a number of 50 on the affordability index, that means 50% of California's population can afford the medium-priced home. If you get a number of 20, that means 20%. If you get a number of 65, 65%, okay? It's pretty easy to understand. Now on the history of this, during the Great Recession, one of the best times to buy real estate, if you can make it happen, we saw affordability hit 40 and 50%. I think the highest was like 52 or 53% affordability. That was a time that you wanted to buy real estate with both hands. We're preceding the Great Recession in our huge real estate bubble in 05, 06, and 07. Affordability hit 11%, only 11% of the population, and that was an indicator to sell. And it really got that low because of liar loans and people were just getting loans without qualifying. Typically in past real estate recessions, we've seen the affordability number hit in the high teens around 17%, where then we would see pullbacks in recessions other than the Great Recession. So I hope that historical idea gives you kind of a range of when you should buy. Buy with both hands at 40 and 50%. You probably need to be a seller in the high teens or really to beat that is it in the low 20s. And then we're kind of in a normal market when we're in the high 20s or 30s somewhere. So there's your historical perspective. Let's move on to the fresh third quarter housing affordability number. Now, what's interesting before I get to the number, if you listen to last podcast or, or read the last blog post on housing affordability in the second quarter, you saw that we went from 24% affordability, which is where we are kind of flashing the red light. If we go lower, it's going to get scary to where in Q2, thanks to rising interest rates, we had a precipitous drop to 16% affordability. That is a huge warning sign, not a great indicator for our market with how expensive it got in one quarter. Conversations I was having with people, and I know in the podcast last quarter, we're like, it's got to go lower because interest rates are going up in the second quarter. We were reporting on it mid-third quarter and interest rates were already higher. Affordability is probably going to get worse. Well, I'm here to tell you it actually didn't. I'm surprised. Affordability last quarter, 16%, red lights flashing. Oh my gosh, we actually ticked up a little bit. And affordability eased at 18%. Now that's not like, oh my goodness, we're back. The market's on good footing. That's still a terribly low affordability number. And historically, something has got to give to make real estate more affordable or else there's going to be repercussions on likely price declines or we've got to see the Fed lower rates to offset the unaffordability. But we ticked up to 18% affordability from 16%. Now, why did this happen with interest rates being noticeably higher? Well, the answer to that is, is the median price is lower in the third quarter than it was in the second quarter. Now, we didn't see a price decline because median prices in the state of California were at $829, almost $830,000 for the medium priced home in California. Whereas the third quarter last year, we were at almost $815,000. So we are up 
in this report, just about 1.9% in appreciation. So you're seeing the appreciation level off and plateau where last quarter's report, the median price was still a double digit increase from the year before. So last quarter, we were calculating medium prices at 883. This quarter, we're at about 830. So prices coming down about $53,000, or the calculation this quarter, prices are down $53,000 compared to last quarter. Again, not a price drop, but just the number we're using is, is 50 grand lower. That helped offset rising interest rates. So you see how prices and interest rates really move this affordability number in a big way and why this number is so important to follow and why I track it. Because if you get unaffordable, prices have to fall or interest rates have to come down to make it more affordable. And so you're seeing why we went from 16% affordability to 18% affordability. It's the drop in the medium price. Now, 18% still isn't good, which bodes if interest rates are still climbing, we're not going to get any help from interest rates. What does that mean for prices in the future, which I'll talk on later in the podcast. But I want to get into some of the data released by CAR. It now takes to afford today's medium price home with interest rates, et cetera, $192,000 a year to qualify for that home with 20% downward. Just a year ago, it only took $148,000. Now, I know only is, is probably a bad word to use, but you essentially have to be making 50 grand more or 30% more in income to afford a home today than last year when interest rates were much, much lower. Let's talk about those interest rates. According to the St. Louis Fred, 30-year fixed rate a year ago was at 3.01%. Today, it sits at 67 That is incredible. To give you an idea of what the payment difference is, today, if you're buying a home, you're paying about $4,800 a month, where last year you were paying about $3,700 a month. So that's an $1,100 a month jump, almost 30% higher in payment, which is a big, big deal for this real estate market. So I'm going to get to my thoughts a little bit later on this. That's the latest Q3 numbers. So I was wrong. Some of the other pundits or clients we were talking to, affordability didn't get worse because we didn't see prices leveling off as much. But those prices are lower now. I still am worried about fourth quarter because even with a level off, we are higher again today in the fourth quarter with interest rates where we're approaching even higher rates. So we could see the affordability number fall again unless there's an ease in price or interest rates. So let's get to the second part of the show. What Lowe's and Home Depot results tell us? So I like following, you guys know I follow Weyerhaeuser, which is a big lumber producer on Wall Street. I also follow Lowe's and Home Depot quarterly reports because they give us a lot of indications on the market and there's a lot of smart analysts that follow those, et cetera, et cetera. But let's jump into this. 
Lowe's and Home Depot have had some rough sledding because people go, hey, the housing market's going to start struggling amid rising interest rates. Lowe's and Home Depot is, is going to have less business. Well, they both released very strong quarters. And what those two companies are talking about are people are staying in their homes. And rather than buying new homes, they're choosing to remodel, much like during the COVID pandemic, where everyone goes, I'm going to add a home office. I'm going to redo my backyard. I'm going to uh, you know, spend money on building a deck or fixing this bathroom or doing an addition. That is continuing now because people can't afford to buy a move-up home. So current homeowners with a ton of equity, if you bought any time in the last you know, previously, you know, if you've owned your home longer than 24 months, you have a ton of equity. Home Depot and Lowe's are doing well. I still don't think they're set up to do that well because if you see sales decline and less people moving up, just anyone who buys homes typically installs carpet and does paint and plans to remodel. And people who live in their home don't do as significant of remodeling. So I'm, I'm wondering if it's a pump fake here. And before I get to the analysts, you know, Marvin Ellison, who's the CEO of Lowe's, he talked about there are $250,000 millennial home buyers coming into this market. And I've harped on this going, millennials are going to be like the baby boom generation driving minivans, driving housing markets like the boomers did in the 80s and 90s. Millennials are getting their later start. Marvin Ellison of Lowe's believes that 250,000 are going to come into the market and really support their business. And housing, we'll see. He's got a lot more data than I do and is a very, very smart guy. So that's bodes well for the market, but these poor millennial home buyers, who many of which are first-time home buyers, how are they going to afford are California state housing prices, and even more so, how the heck are they going to afford South Bay real estate, which is two, three, four times more expensive than the typical medium price state housing? Lowe's and Home Depot, or some of the analysts actually talked about interest lock-in rate effects, where so many homeowners own a 2.75% rate or a 3% rate that they don't want to sell because if they've got to lock in a 5%, five and a quarter, five and a half arm, or a six and a half to 7% 30 year fixed, it just makes no sense. And I'm going to give you guys an example. I have clients right now who live by the beach or in Palos Verdes, and they bought their home five years ago. I'm going to give you an example. Say someone bought their home five years ago at one, two. Their home in many cases is worth one eight to $2 million, and they've got a 2.75% rate on an 800 gram mortgage. That's pennies. And so if they sell their home at $2 million on a payment that's nothing, and their move up home is $2.5 million or $3 million, they're now going to be taking out a Two million dollar loan, a two point two million dollar loan, not an eight hundred grand loan, and they're going to be paying five to six to seven percent on their interest rate, not two point seven five or three percent. And those home sellers, move up buyers, are throwing their hands up and going, "It's not like we're doubling our payment and we've doubled our income. They're tripling or quadrupling their payment 
because of where interest rates are and the home they have to buy, and their income has not tripled or quadrupled. A lot of people have done very well in the South Bay where they've gotten big raises, or if you're a millennial, you've grown your career, but it is not a triple or a quadruple, and move-up buyers are going, we're staying. So I think it's a very interesting market that we have maybe not seen before in a very, very long time, if not ever. So Lowe's and Home Depot give us some confidence that homeowners are still doing well, but it still doesn't solve affordability issues and falling sales that I've reported on in the past. And so let's get on to topic number three here, which are my thoughts and what others are seeing Let's talk about the analysts. Let's talk about analysts first who follow Home Depot and Lowe's. I'm going to talk about some experts I've spoken to and then wrap up with my thoughts. The analysts, Raymond James, after Home Depot and Lowe's reported, Raymond James is now seeing, as in predicting, a major housing correction next year. Based on what they've looked at with Home Depot, they study the housing market because that's how they analyze the stock, and they believe a major housing correction is coming. The housing affordability index number at 18% this quarter, 16% last quarter, probably supports that historically, at least here in California. The Dallas Fed, the Dallas Federal Reserve, is talking about, based on what they're seeing with interest rate, a possible 20% decline in housing prices. That's the Dallas Federal Reserve. So you've got Raymond James and other analysts now coming out saying major housing correction. You've got the Dallas Federal Reserve putting a 20% number based on interest rates. And you know what, you guys? We have talked to our title insurance reps who strap title insurance on almost all of the property sales in the South Bay. I saw them yesterday and I go, what are you seeing in terms of sales? They go, we are seeing a 37% decline in sales. Now, remember, that's not prices. That's just sales activity. That slowing sales, in my opinion, is affordability. And even though South Bay residents are more affluent to hold on to their homes and keep their 3% interest rates, when you see sales slow that much, the people that do need to sell ultimately probably have to give up price to convince buyers to buy. That's an ominous sign as well. And then if you tune into our podcast next week where we're interviewing Melanie Archer, who is an apartment expert, she is already seeing some significant declines in the market. I'm not going to give away how much she's seeing, but she in the South Bay and greater LA, she's seeing declines in the apartment market faster than housing because that is just purely a numbers basis and investors are pulling back on what they're willing to pay and it's punishing the market already. So that's what we're seeing here locally. And then to wrap up with my thoughts, you guys, we here at Manhattan Pacific Realty are seeing our, we, we still have extended lists of buyers, but they're all going, we want to wait till next year, or we want to wait for housing prices to come down or interest rates to come down or inventory to rise. And they're all pulling back. And our sellers are going, we don't want to sell in this environment. Or they're only a seller once they find an amazing deal as a buyer and they get a deal as a contingent sale on their home. So we are here and seeing things slow down in a big way. I'm a 
huge believer in this housing affordability index number. And historically, you can't fight these numbers. Almost all housing corrections in California have occurred around 17%. We're at 18%. We were at 16% last quarter. And next quarter, if we are at higher interest rates and say at similar pricing or even are a little bit higher, affordability is gonna be lower. Raymond James is predicting housing corrections. The Dallas Fed is bearish. Our title reps are seeing sales collapse because 37% sales, to me, that's a collapse. I hate to, to use big, big words here. That's a collapse. And we're seeing big commercial apartment buildings fall, which you'll learn about more on next week. This is such an important number, guys. 18% follow it. We are advising buyers to be patient. There is no rush. You can buy and make great deals going into 2023. And if you guys followed my predictions from last year and advice earlier in the year, I went, if you're a seller, you need to sell ASAP. And that was first quarter of 2022 because it is slowing down and interest rates rising are going to be a massive headwind. And that looks like it's turned out to be true. So affordability, 18%. It's hard to be bullish on this market. If you're a buyer, start licking your chops, make lowball offers, be patient. Sellers, enjoy that 2.75% interest rate and keep your house if you can. It is really hard to sell into. So that's the latest, you guys. I'll bring you the housing affordability indexed number in middle February of 2023. That's going to be another huge report. We appreciate you tuning in here in middle November. And next week, we have got Melanie Archer as our latest guest. It's a really interesting conversation on all things apartment buildings. You're going to get a lot out of it. We look forward to you listening to it and future podcasts coming up. Thanks again for joining another episode of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. We will see you next week. Take care. Take care.